Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1982. Clean eating is a scam and why you should abandon it. Part two by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is the podcast where I act as your very own personal narrator and read to you from some of the most popular health and fitness blogs online. And if you celebrate, wishing you a very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful day today. Thank you so much for being here. Now, today's episode is part two of a longer post. So if you missed part one, then I'd recommend going back and listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 1981. But if you're all caught up, then let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. Clean eating is a scam and why you should abandon it. Part two by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. Clean eating exposed. While there is no real basis as to what constitutes a clean and a dirty source of food, the idea is still prevalent to this day. Allow me to educate you on why this faulty type of thinking stands firm. I have no clue where the concepts came about or who originally coined these terms, but I think they're awful, and here's why. Typically, clean foods are considered to be whole, unprocessed, low-calorie choices, and dirty foods tend to be higher in calories, full of flavor, the occasional man-made compounds such as artificial sweeteners or trans fats, and they're only acceptable every once in a while, and for some, never. Many people think that clean eating will produce the muscle gain and fat loss results you want, while a diet full of dirty food will give you subpar results at best. However, this makes no sense when looking at the macro composition of foods that are often referred to as clean or dirty. If I were to sit the stereotypical fitness junkie down for a flashcard test in which he or she labeled foods as dirty or clean based upon a picture, this is likely how I imagine it would go. Flashcard, pizza. Fitness junkie response, dirty. Flashcard, tomato, olives, shredded cheese, onions, beef. Fitness junkie, well, that's clean. Next, flashcard, stir fry with white rice. Fitness junkie's response, dirty. Flashcard, brown rice, broccoli, asparagus, chicken. Fitness junkie's new response, clean. Next, flashcard, white bread, fitness junkie, dirty. Flashcard, whole grain, wheat bread, fitness junkie, well now that's clean. Without further ado, I'm certain you get the point, and here's why it makes no sense. 
Let's take a pizza pie, for example. I love pizza and I love even more so to make my own at home. I eat the same foods day in and day out. So spicing up my diet with something like a fresh pizza is always a treat. The typical ingredients for a pizza are dough, crushed tomatoes, cheese, meat, like beef, pork, chicken, etc., olive oil, lots of veggies, and sometimes fruit like pineapple. All of these foods by themselves are typically deemed clean by the informed fitness enthusiast. Combine them for an awesome pizza pie and you have a solid, tasty meal. We've garnered some sort of negative connotation with these foods that are traditionally higher in calories, mainly because of the fast food way of preparing them, like lots of oil and other high fat items. But in reality, there's nothing different about the macro composition. And this is why many people will allow their social lives to take a nosedive, all because of some false belief that a slice or two of pizza will make their waistline expand, but an equal caloric amount of brown rice and chicken won't. Sure, you have trans fats, some extra sugar and processed flour, but from an energy balance standpoint, it's pretty much the same. One is just more calorie dense. Now let's take a look at how this myth began to cripple me. How a new hobby turned into mental chaos. After the competition was finished, we headed over to the local 24-hour diner. I ordered the fattest plate of eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, waffles, hash browns, and cheesy grits you've ever seen. It would have made Adam Richman of Man vs. Food very proud. If I had the money, I would have gotten the entire dessert menu for my appetizer. For most, after long periods of clean eating, you're supposed to have a cheat meal. Mine was epic. The mental anguish I experienced a few days later was more than I could bear. After seeing a full row of abs completely blurred out as a result of the sheer amount of food and sodium I inhaled, I was in shock. It was traumatizing to witness all of my hard work completely undone. Little did I know that it was only water retention and I would return to normal a few days later. Now, when this happens, I just brush it off because I know in a few days, the water will flush out and I'll return to my previous aesthetics. Then, however, I had no such clue. And this is where a bad cycle began, all because of this view I had about clean eating and what I thought it was. You see, at this point, the only smart thing to do would have been to cut back on the cardio, tone down the weight training for a few weeks, and take a well-deserved break, but I didn't. I fully believed in the go-hard-or-go-home approach, so I kept everything up. Except this time, I was more devoted than ever. I even started separating my meals into protein-slash-carb and protein-slash-fat portions for fear of fat storage. What did this mean exactly? It meant I was the only one abstaining from pizza during social outings. It meant omitting the bun from my hamburgers during our Sunday evening cookouts. It also meant I ordered the naked chicken tenders with water instead of enjoying the wings and beer with all my buddies at the bar. It was all because of my obsession with the clean and unclean myth that plagues many fitness enthusiasts' psyche even to this very hour. Someone out there right now is worrying incessantly about whether or not to have some melted cheese on their chicken and rice when, in the end, it doesn't really matter as long as calories are controlled. This went on for a period of time. I wasn't making progress and was tired of spinning my wheels. Luckily, I found a coach who pointed me in the right direction. The truth is, people like me and many others have been on both sides of the fence and not just the clean eating side. I've gone through periods of time where all I ate was sugary cereal and white bread for my carbohydrate sources with no ill effect, nothing. I didn't magically gain any fat or lose any muscle. 
I'd say the only real difference I noticed was a slight increase in hunger, just because there's very little fiber in those food choices and they're easier for me to overeat. So yes, I know what it's truly like to be married to a false concept. I also know what it's like to break that bond. The grass really is greener over here, by the way. Clean eating and cheat meals. Don't get caught up. The last concept I wanna mention is the cheat meal situation. A cheat meal usually consists of a food that you've been abstaining from for whatever reason. It makes it really easy to overeat those foods when we decide to have them. But what are you accomplishing as a result? Since most cheat meals by nature consist of a boatload of calories you've been depriving yourself of for weeks and even months, it does nothing for your long-term strategy. This is because for many, the few days after a cheat meal, sometimes resulting in a binge, usually consist of excess exercise and a lack of nutrients. After a few days of deprivation, you have the urge to cheat yet again. A different approach would be to regularly include off-limit foods into your diet, so you never really have to go off your diet. You'd simply just enjoy your favorite foods more often. Food is neither clean nor unclean, but merely energy my body needs to function and survive. That's it. If you look at it this way, there's no reason you can't fit a brownie in for a dessert a few times per week. By going about it this way, you eliminate the desire for a full-on cheat meal and you'll prove to yourself that the clean eating concept is a made-up belief all along. It doesn't exist. You just listened to part two of the post titled Clean Eating is a Scam and Why You Should Abandon It by J.C. Dean of jcdfitness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Okay, are you riled up this time? And again, I wouldn't blame you if you are. As I said before, food is so intertwined with our belief system that it would be hard not to feel offended if you really believed in clean eating. His point was, let's not be so obsessed that it impacts our social lives, that it impacts our mental health, We don't want to have to feel like we have to deprive ourselves of something that we like for weeks and months on end because again, that doesn't make for a very happy life. So if we can remain objective and look at the core of what JC's trying to say, really, he just wants us all to be happy. In my experience working with patients and teaching group health education classes, I would find that when folks had to deprive themselves of something, they often wanted it more. It was like they craved it more. And then when they would get it, they would binge on it. And again, that's just my anecdotal evidence. 
There are some data that support this concept as well, but everybody's different. Some folks can deprive themselves and they are perfectly fine. They don't obsess about it, but others, not so much. So again, find out what works for you. If clean eating keeps you on track and helps you to eat more unprocessed whole foods, then by all means, go for it. Just try not to be too obsessed with it if you can. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And again, a very Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Thank you again so much for listening. And I'll be back in a moment with a bonus episode as usual. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.